Hey everyone, it's your host of See Jurassic Right, Stephen Ray Morris here, just dropping in to say, I hope you've been enjoying all the new episodes in 2023 and 2024 so far. There are new interviews with filmmakers, musicians, scientists, the screenwriter of Land Before Time, audio essays about the rich history of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise, and all the news about the upcoming animated show Jurassic World Chaos Theory and the as-of-yet untitled Jurassic World sequel coming next summer. I really need your help supporting the show right now, and you can do that by leaving a tip and or giving a monthly follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash There are $1 and $5 tiers, but more is coming. Sharing the show, giving five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts, and liking and commenting on social, at Stephen Ray Morris on Instagram and Twitter, goes a long way to help boosting the show's visibility again online in this new era. I'm an independent podcaster and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. everyone, Steve Marie Morris here, back with another Raptor Reactions on Sea Jurassic Right. Whew, let's just get into it. So I'm coming to you live, not live, from London, England, um, where it's the next day after seeing my second viewing of Fallen Kingdom. Um, let me just get a few things out of the way. It's been a wild ride the last couple of weeks. Um, just... Uh, I think a lot of people, <laughs> I'm using this to vlog here for a second. Um, but, uh, just to give some context, um, so, uh, well, yeah, where to start? No, it's just been, it's just been a crazy couple weeks just with work and a bunch of different things. Um, and, uh, so episode, uh, 13 came out, um, with Perry Nemiroff and Ash Blodgett and, um, so many of you listeners involved in that episode and it was amazing. Um, and then that day, uh, uh, so, so yeah, so it was supposed to be, so there was this, you know, and then I had, was planning, you know, and wanted to do this fun, you know, trip to London to see Fallen Kingdom early because as you know, um, it, you know, comes out two weeks earlier in the UK. Um, specifically, I'm hearing now because of the World Cup, and that's why it came out. That's why it came out early here. Um, but 
so yeah, so I had been planning this for like at least a month or something like that. I, it didn't hurt that the plane tickets right plane tickets right now are super cheap. So I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's do let's do this for me. How about I do something for me for once? No, um, <laughs> but yeah, so that was you know every intention was to you know um, post our pre Fallen Kingdom show, and then I was going to go off to London to see Fallen Kingdom. Um, you know, two weeks early. Um, you know, for anyone listening, um, a bunch of us are going to city walk to see it on the 21st. And I'm super excited about that. Um, because I think we're going to, I mean, we're going to go to Margaritaville before it's going to be a huge festivity. And then, um, as I mentioned before in episode 13 on June 22nd, I am throwing a really fun party live podcast trivia at idle hour, a bar in North Hollywood. So if you're in California, please come out for that. Yep. Every, even if you're in San Francisco, come down for that. I, I need you to, I need you to, but it's going to be fun. There's gonna be prizes, drinks, photo booths, all that great stuff. So really going to celebrate the American, uh, the U S um, you know, and other places around the world, but specifically celebrating the the you know the release in the u.s um on the 21st and the 22nd i think it's gonna be super super fun and i'm so excited for that event but so i'm here in london uh because i wanted to see fallen kingdom early and i just you know i don't know i just again i don't need to justify why i wanted to take a vacation so anyway um but then the, the day before i leave i get a message and it's essentially, do you want to see Fallen Kingdom early, like at a press screening? And I mean, I wasn't going to say no. So, <laughs> nope, I'm sorry. I'm seeing Fallen Kingdom in London tomorrow. I don't, I need to, I'm going to wait, you know. But um, so I feel so, I'm so grateful and I'm so, I feel so lucky that I got a chance to see it even earlier than my earliest intention. And, you know, some of the best laid plans go awry, but we have to adapt, you know. So, um, so now I just wanted to give you my, uh, reactions to seeing Fallen Kingdom now twice. Um, yeah, cause I saw it on Tuesday, um, at a press screening and that was so much fun. Um, Michelle Oddish, um, you guys should follow her. She's super funny, uh, comedian and performer. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, we saw it and it was such a good time. And then, um, uh, here in London, I saw it with my friend Katie Snooks. She's a beauty like blogger, vlogger. Um, she's super funny, charming. Um, like you should definitely check out her work. She's super. It's, yeah, she's she's she has a great YouTube channel. So, um, so she took me out around the town, and we saw Fallen Kingdom at the IMAX here uh, at the B, the BFI IMAX here in um, Central London. I guess is the right word for it. I don't know, but um, it's not really Central London, but. Yeah. Anyway, it's by the river. So, um, yeah, so, so I've seen it twice now. Um, and you know, I, I think I came into this expecting to love it, but I didn't realize how much I would love it. And I think, and you'll hear a little bit from Michelle and I for the main episode that comes out at the end of the month, like the, the big fallen kingdom episode. But, um, I just, yeah, I just, I, I was expecting to enjoy it, but I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I did, you know, because there's a certain level of, and as I talked with Perry and Ash and who are big Jurassic Park fans, it's, it's, you know, there's a certain protectiveness, protectiveness you have over your favorite franchise, your favorite movies, um, you know, where you can kind of look past the faults and you just kind of see, you know, just see the things that you love. But I, I feel like this movie surpassed that for me. I think, I think it even, yeah, 
and and I'll say now I'm going to keep it I'm going to keep it spoiler free um, just for anybody. Obviously, it doesn't come out till the 21st in the U.S. So um, again, just a big uh, spoiler free review. Um, I might jump to some spoilers at the end, but I will be sure to warn you guys. So um, yeah, just wanted to get that up front. Um, so yeah, so I expected to like it. I was obviously been really enjoying the teasers and the trailers and stuff. And, um, yeah, it, 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 you know, it was hitting all the right notes for me in terms of being something new, something different, you know, something, maybe a breath of fresh air for the franchise. But, um, I guess I'll just run down the things that I really loved about it. And so, um, and by you know, I'm in a very noisy hotel, uh, in, uh, Kingston, uh, Kingston. What am I in Kingston, Jamaica? Um, in the Kensington neighborhood of London. So if you hear some construction and things like that, or some banging around, I'm, I'm in a closet of a hotel room right now. So keep that in mind. Um, the thing that really struck out most to me about Jurassic world fallen kingdom picks up three years after the events of, uh, Jurassic world. There's the volcano. Are we going to save the dinosaurs? You get it. Um, but there's something else afoot. And it's not just a velociraptor claw. Oh, okay. So what I loved about Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, and I think that stuck up the thing that stuck out the stuck out the most for me was that it's just such a love letter to our childhood imagination and dinosaurs. I said this on Twitter, but it just really this movie really articulates what it means to love dinosaurs. And I say, and I think it's the best movie. to articulate that specific kind of obsession, I think just as good as the original, if not more in some ways. And and in some ways, I mean, in that it's, um, you know, it's not over the top, the over the top isn't the right word for it, but it's very, um, um, gratuitous in a sense, you know, I think Jurassic world is the perfect movie and the perfect dinosaur movie, but I think it's more of a perfect movie than it is a dinosaur movie. And I think Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom feels like it's a movie made for people who love dinosaurs. And it's in a set in a world where everyone takes dinosaurs seriously in that sense. Um, just, just the ways at which they not only have the action sequences and the, pe- the way people talk about dinosaurs, but it just felt like it, it really felt like a world where everyone was like excited to be there. And for many fans of the franchise, it feels like it's been a long time since we've been surrounded by a love of dinosaurs. And I think that's the thing with Jurassic world in some ways, which was really interesting or disappointing on some levels or in some aspects is that, you know, the premise of the movie is, Oh, people aren't interested by in dinosaurs anymore. And like, you know, all of us like dinosaur nerds are just like clutched our pearls. Like what? Nobody's obsessed with dinosaurs anymore. What are you talking about? You know, and I just like I can't believe it. I won't have it. I won't stand for it. And I just spit. Um, and so, in Fallen Kingdom, was such a lovely surprise in a sense that this movie was so J. Bayona really filled this movie with a love of dinosaurs. Just, I mean, you know, and I think people, if you're avoiding spoilers, again, like avoid them as much as possible but it's just there were just so many scenes where i was like i can't believe they're doing this with dinosaurs they're showing dinosaurs doing this being this feeling this and i think um i think in some ways this is you know the most action blockbustery of of dinosaur movies just because it is so different i think than the rest of the franchise but in a way that i loved but I feel like, you know, and that's always been the debate, right? Is that, you know, dinosaurs, monsters, these are just animals. 
But, and I've been saying this a lot on the percast actually, that, you know, people aren't, or like animals aren't people, but they are individuals. And I really love that this movie showed that, you know, dinosaurs aren't just these beautiful, majestic, you know, walking with dinosaurs, BBC nature doc style kind of creatures that, you know, are kind of hands off. I think I really love this movie because, um, it was like getting in the dirt in the muck with these dinosaurs. It was like really making all these dinosaurs like in the, like it really was, you know, as Alan Grant said, you know, like in the mix together, like, you know, we can't have the slightest possibility of what to expect. Um, it really like got in a way down and dirty with all these dinosaurs in a sense that it really gave them big personalities, I think. And I know some people are, are cautiously, I, I, I understand that it might not work hundred percent for everybody. But to me, as somebody who loves animals and loves and loves that animals have personalities and aren't just these, like, you know, it's not just this iconic creature at a distance. It's a real living, breathing thing. And, and I think this movie did a really great job in, in blending this kind of, you know, realism in, or, you know, realism in the sense of like fun. I, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm having a hard time articulating it, but just, just, I just feel like these dinosaurs are real creatures, you know? Um, and, you know, I, I think having the animatronics back helped as well too. Um, but also the movie has such a Gothic fairy tale vibe that I really love. And, and that ties back into this idea that I think this movie really is a love letter to our childhood imagination. This movie is you as a kid playing with your dinosaurs, imagining the possibilities. And so I, again, I think that there are some, that as far as storytelling goes, I think this movie really goes big and bold. And I think um, I loved it. You know, nitpickers might not, might not, might have a hard time uh, following sometimes some of the, some of the roads that the movie goes down on, but every choice just felt so big and bold and beautiful. And I just really, in a franchise that has been playing it safe for a long time, I was ready for it. I was so here for it. I was just, give me that, give me this thing, you know? And again, I'm sorry, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not being very specific or anything like that, but, um, just trust me that, um, if you just go with the roller coaster, you are going to be rewarded like tenfold. I think, I think if you're really here for that roller coaster, I think this is, you know, this is the best ride since the original. And, and I think that just, and I'll just say it right now. Um, I, I really do think this is the best movie since the original. I think it 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 really just goes for it in a way that we haven't seen in such a long time. And and you know, I love the Lost World, but um, you know, and I'll get into that more in a spoiler review about its connections to Lost World and the Lost World novel. But I think this movie just goes for broke, and I think that I just really love especially seeing it my second time i just was so i was kind of expecting to i was talking to tom fishenden who i'm gonna see actually uh tomorrow as of this recording we're gonna go to the um natural history museum here in london and hang out and you know maybe do some do some uh podcasty stuff as well um but you know i was worried you know because i'm somebody who gets swept up in my first viewing and i kind of am along for the ride. And so then I start to notice the problems later. Um, I, there's going to be a Patreon episode up mini uh, bonus mini soda up about my kind of 10 likes and 10 dislikes of Jurassic world as now watching, having seen fallen kingdom, kind of looking back at Jurassic world, it's going to be spoiler free as well. But, um, in terms of, I'm not going to necessarily reference fallen kingdom stuff in that 
review, but it, it helped to see Fallen Kingdom and then go back and look at Jurassic World and kind of find what I liked, what I didn't like. And, um, you know, it, it, again, I feel like the last couple movies have been playing it very safe and, and I feel like Fallen Kingdom doesn't. I just think it really... Again, I'm gonna I'm, I'm being very redundant, and you know, hey, this is a Raptor reactions. You're here for the you're here for the rambling, um, but yeah, it just went for it. Um, and on that level, it's very. I was talking to Chris Bramante, past past guest Chris Bramante, my friend, and very you know, very talented gentleman. And you know, he asked one word to describe Fallen Kingdom, and I would describe it as operatic, and it just. Yeah, it just really feels like this grand dramatic journey. And more than any other Jurassic Park movie, it really wears its heart on its sleeve. It's it's the most openly emotional Jurassic Park movie, hands down. Um, it's I mean, it's just the subject matter, obviously, gotta save the dinos, but they really they really push that concept to its limp to to its breaking point. And I thought that was amazing. Um and yeah, it's just, I was joking to, uh, to Katie yesterday. I was like, this is the bleeding heart, liberal dinosaur lover movie. You know, it just really gives me as somebody who's obsessed with dinosaurs. And despite all my good intentions, I would want to be alive with the dinosaurs. I would go to Jurassic park. This movie is for you. It's, it's not for those people who are like, Oh, it's such a bad idea. Like, why would you ever go to Jurassic park? Or why would you make dinosaurs? You're playing God. And it's like, obviously these movies, you know, the themes of these movies are the hubris of man and stuff. But I think Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, I don't know. I think it does a great thing of like acknowledging our crazy obsession, our not crazy, our, our, our wild obsession with dinosaurs, but also acknowledges that it's a bad idea. And I think it finally kind of reconciles it in a way that I find very interesting. And this is just really coming to me now as I'm sitting here talking. So I'm looking forward to exploring that more, thinking about what that means for when the proper episode comes out. But just let's put a pin in that for a minute, but I think it really reconciles that debate really well or, or in some form until we, you know, until a new argument arises. But I think, yeah. Um, uh, I just want to say, I think it really kind of makes me believe in this franchise again. I feel like this movie not only opens the doors for Jurassic world three, um, you know, and again, this is all very like I'm not there's nothing here that's spoiler or anything. But I think I think people were like, OK, like, how is this going to go in a Jurassic World three? But I but in my mind, I think this movie and I think it's like The Last Jedi in a lot of respects in the sense that I think these these Hollywood executives, I think I think these studio people making these franchises, they're thinking very long and hard about longevity and they're like okay you know we're not thinking about the next jurassic world we're thinking about six jurassic worlds from now six jurassic parks from now um well technically the next jurassic world is Jurassic park six anyway um and i think this movie really opens the doors of what a jurassic world movie jurassic park movie can be and for that that was really exciting to me because it's you know, I think people are like, okay, Jurassic World 3 is going to come out. And then what? Like, is there going to be any more movies? Like, does this franchise have the kind of legs, uh, you know, the Gallimimus legs to uh, to keep going? And I think this movie just really, again, without getting any spoiler territory, it's just I think this movie really proves that there's so many more. And we talked about this. I talked about this with Ash. Actually, I'm not 100% sure if that part of the conversation made it into the episode. But um you know, why isn't there tons of different dinosaur movies? You know, why isn't there different 
you know, all these different kinds of possibilities. And I think it's, oh, you know, I think this is going to, I think that part of the conversation might be for a future episode. Um, but it's just that thing of like, I, I think now, like, I think Fallen Kingdom really shows that we can do different kinds of dinosaur movies. It just doesn't have to be on an island. It just doesn't have to be, you know, um, about rescuing people or about a park. It can really be about something else. It can really explore new ethical and moral territory and, and also new physical locations and story situations and stuff like that. And our relationship with the dinosaurs can be much more varied than I originally even could have guessed. Um, so yeah, I think those are kind of my big, um, yeah, I mean, I loved it. I, again, I saw it, I saw it, I saw it again last night and I just was still blown away. Um, by all the choices it made and it's not a perfect movie um i will say i will give you a few of my cons um and kind of the biggest cons to me are i think the music is just okay i i you know i think some of the operatic moments are my favorites but i th- just feel like the music didn't really stick out to me in that kind of way i think michael giacchino's score for jurassic world was i actually maybe i like his score for jurassic world better i almost think that maybe that's more in his wheelhouse but um you know i liked it i just think in a, in a, you know, it's that thing when you're watching a movie, if there's a million good things like, well, this one is just not, it doesn't rise to the occasion. Like I thought the rest of the movie did. And, um, I think my other big con is I think this movie is similar in a way to, again, without getting into spoiler territory, um, is a little similar to, um, Deathly Hollows part one and part two of the Harry Potter franchise, where when they were making those movies, you know, they took certain things out of the books for the earlier movies because it was like, oh, this part doesn't have anything to play in this story, so we're going to cut it out. But then when they were making the movies, they realized that they needed it for part seven, you know, uh, and, and uh, you know, part one and part two. They needed it for Deathly Hollows, something like Dobby, for example, um, who doesn't really, you know, who's in the second one and then just kind of doesn't come back until, until it, he's needed, essentially. And so... I think as far as world building and and lore goes, I think this movie has to cram a lot in because it is really setting a lot of new things up. Um, And also, so, but so in order to go to those story points, it needs to fill in a lot of backstory that the other movies just frankly don't have because they didn't know that this was the kind of story they wanted to tell. So I think for some people, I think the world building, um, feels a little clunky and I'm, I'm in agreement with that. I think, but I don't really think they had a choice. I think if they wanted to tell this story, I think they needed to just do it. And I think, you know, so it's, it's that kind of thing where like Lord of the Rings, it's like Lord of the Rings was always so good with exposition and backstory because you had Sir Ian McKellen there. And, you know, as Gandalf, just like telling you about all this stuff and you just really are like, yeah, I'm learning, I'm learning from this great wizard, you know? And so this movie, Fallen Kingdom has the challenge of, of adding all this wonderful backstory to the franchise and um, and even and even moments where, you know, it really is paying nods to to Lost World and, and Jurassic Park three and Jurassic World and and the original, obviously. But really, this is a you know, it's so funny because I'm just thinking about that now. It's like Jurassic World in some ways felt like the first true sequel to Jurassic Park. But in some ways, like this movie could be a true sequel to Jurassic Park in some ways. Obviously, you know, Claire and Owen and that stuff aside, I think there's so many elements from this movie that, you know, really feel like 
you know, we're seeing some backstory to the franchise that we've never seen before. Um, and I think in some ways it's just kind of done clunkily. I just, just don't, I mean, I don't know if there could have been a wetter, better way to do it, but I think it's just, I think it was just a problem that they had to just kind of just like, let's just, let's hopefully nobody notices or let's just get this done and out of the way and we can, we can get onto the good stuff in a way. So I'm glad they did it. I just, you know, it's just a thing where it just felt very, it felt a little clunky in some places, but Hey, you know what? If we can get to, you know, if we can get to, you know, Ian Malcolm back in the franchise and stuff, then so be it, you know, I'm, I'm down with it. Um, yeah. And I think. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I think what I really loved about Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom... Um, I'm wrapping it up here cause I feel like I, you know, I want to get into spoiler stuff, but I think I'm going to s- just save that. I think until after, you know, we all see it together. Um, you know, for us who are all seeing it together on the 21st in LA and just for everybody who's listening, like when we all see it together, you know, and I actually, I think I'm going to push back the episode cause originally the episode 14 was scheduled to go up like the 24th or 20, no, like the 25th or sixth, like, so that Tuesday after the movie comes out. I mean, but to be honest, that would that would have been such a crazy thing to try and get the episode up in time uh, for that because of some things I have planned. But I think I'm going to push it back just so that we all have kind of time to to really like breathe and soak it in so that when we talk about it, we can really dig into those spoiler details. We can dig into all that stuff and really talk about it. Um, So that's why, you know, I can go into some spoiler stuff here, but I think I'm just going to save it. I think that way we can that way we can all savor it together. Um but yeah, I just want to say the Fallen Kingdom just to me it, it, in having to prove the longevity of this franchise to get something this different is really rewarding because um yeah, I mean you just want to we just want we it, it's just you know, the problem with with Jurassic Park and the problem with this franchise is that no movie will ever be as good as Jurassic Park period. It's just not going to happen. It can't there. Our nostalgia will not allow us. It's, it's the, it's the light speed. You know what I mean? We can never, you know, we're always racing towards the speed of light kind of thing. And this movie, I think in a way proved that you can make a movie that is a great addition to this franchise that doesn't need to be better than Jurassic Park. I think that's the problem with, with some of the earlier sequels is that it was just, especially Jurassic world where it's like, 
I mean, it's, you know, it's the Force Awakens problem where it's not a remake, but it it just it's trying to give you that feeling again, but it can't. And I think Jurassic World is an achievement in certain ways because I, again, going back and rewatching it, I actually was there are certain aspects of it that I like a lot more now having seen Fallen Kingdom. And I think it actually works better knowing where where it's headed. But um, I think Fallen Kingdom really proved that you can do something great and different in this franchise and not have to worry about being better than Jurassic Park. I think. I don't think this movie is interested in, in recapturing that same kind of magic. I think it's interested in capturing, um, you know, just a different kind of magic with dinosaurs and this Gothic fairy tale vibe. And it was awesome. So, um, I hope all of that made sense. Um, again, what's next for me is, um, I mean, again, I'm going to hang out in London for the next few days and, and go see some dinosaur related things and just, just, um, yeah, it's going to be fun. And yeah, on the 21st, I'm seeing it in at city walk, uh, you know, with a bunch of, we're getting a, we, we gotten a crew together, you know, solo style. Um, no, <laughs> uh, actually oceans eight style. And, um, uh, but, uh, yeah. So, and then the idle hour event on the 22nd, that'll be really fun. The live podcast will just be, I think we're just, there's going to be some special guests. We're just going to hang out, talk about dinosaurs, talk about Jurassic park. It's going to be, you know, trivia and prizes and stuff. So it's gonna be fun costumes maybe. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to see it again. Um, who knows? I might go, I might try and go see it again. Uh, I think we're, yeah, I'm going to, I might try and see it again here in London before I take off. Um, but I'm really excited to dig into the spoiler territory and really break down that kind of stuff. But um, for the main episode, um, episode 14. But um, yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Um, if you've seen it already, um, let me know what you think. Let me know if there's anything in particular you'd like me to discuss. Um, you know, spoiler details wise, you know, um, you know, that way I can make sure that, to, you know, put it on the agenda. Uh, put it on the list, InGen's list. Um, but yeah, otherwise, follow me on Twitter at Severy Morris, um, SJRPod on Twitter, uh, C Jurassic Right on um, Instagram, um, C Jurassic Right Podcast Group on Facebook, um, and uh, support me on Patreon. Again, thank you everyone who's been supporting me on Patreon. Um, it's been a wild ride over there, uh, uh, and it just helps to, you know, um, keep the show going and all that stuff. So I'm so grateful and so thankful for all of you. And yeah, I'm just so excited that I've been getting to have this experience. Um, yeah, thank you. Hold on to your butts and I'll see you very soon. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.